0: The Republic fleet is on the defensive and pushed to the brink as war rages in the much-contested Outer Rim Territories. Chaos and fear mount as the Separatist army rages an epic battle against heavily outnumbered Republic ships. In the far reaches of the Quell system, Anakin Skywalker and his Padawan Ahsoka race across the galaxy to a Jedi Knight, Aayla Sakura, who is in the midst of a fight for her life as the sinister droid army closes in
1: Oh, greetings, Bucketheads, Mayvar Tigar. Welcome to the 38th Starship Crashing episode of Mando Vision. Narguy Tom. And thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Please feel free to email the show at MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. And also, hey, while you're at it, Make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. If you're listening on Apple Pod, jeez, what is it, Apple Apple Podcast? If you're listening on Apple Podcast, please help us out with some sweet, sweet, sweet five star reviews. They help independent small podcasts like us, or I should say, small independent podcasts like us, uh, stand out and not get lost in the shuffle of all that amazing content that exists out there on the internet. Remember, we are part of the of the 3BZ Network podcast. Head over to 3BZ.com. You'll find links to all the shows on the network, including Beer Night in San Diego, the TomCast Podcast, our pop culture-centered podcast, and of course, this fine Star Wars podcast, MandoVision. We also have a store empty page if you want to head over there and check out some, some of the sweet merch we're selling. Check it out. Good stuff over there. Hey, we're back. We're ready to dive in to Season 1, Episode 13 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. This is Jedi Crash. Its original air day was January 16th, 2009. And uh, this is an episode I'm really excited to get into uh, because it's the series debut of of one of, another one of my favorite Jedis. Uh, Jedi... Jedi... I don't think she's a master at this point, but she's Jedi Knight, Ayla Sekira. Uh One of my... Again, one of my personal favorites. And I think one of the neat things about, about Ayla in general is that uh, she was a character who... Uh, was brought to life in the comic book first in the, in the back when when Dark Horse had the license and they they were publishing their Star Wars Republic comics. Uh, she was created by artist Jan Jersema and uh, writer John Ostrander to be to be one of the Jedi's featured in that book. She has several uh really really good comic book arcs. Uh, with uh, uh, she was the former Padawan of Master Quinlan Voss, who I'm pretty darn sure we see later in this show if I remember correctly. But another character who made the leap from comic books to the animated series so i I always thought that was really neat and uh, she was a character also i should i should say first and foremost uh when she was created for that comic book uh george lucas himself saw the designs on that character and was like i like that and he he brought her into the live action movies uh into episode two in particular into attack of the clones we see her walking around the jedi temple we see her at the battle of geonosis uh, so a character whose design was, was, was so striking uh, that George Lucas was like, hey, we're taking that comic book character and we're bringing it to the movies. So that's, that's a pretty cool uh, testament to those creators. Uh, again, Jan Semmel was the artist, and uh, jo- John Ostrander is the, is the writer who put the words into Ayla's a- mouth in the, in, the, in the comic book series. And again, if, if you could go back and read those comic books, if you find those comic books, Really good stuff in that series. Uh, Marvel now has the license for all, this, all the Star Wars books, being that Disney and Marvel are one and the same. Uh, but a lot of those Dark Horse books are have all been collected into giant uh, trade paperbacks. They're, they're, they are considered legends. They do have that Legends banner on them now. Uh, but the stories are still really good. A lot of the stuff that Dark Horse was doing uh, leading up to the Clone Wars and uh, chronicling the, the Clone Wars, uh, really, really good stuff in there. Again, a lot of it is again considered legends and doesn't quite um, jive with some of the canon that we're going to get to in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. But something really, really neat. And and again, uh, I read the comic books when they came out, so I, I was familiar with Ayla Sakura when when she debuted, when she made the transition to the to Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, and then obviously to the to the Clone Wars. So again, a character I've liked since I first saw her as well. Uh, again, a very distri- striking, distinct Jedi Knight from from all from the ones who are hooded and and just spouting off crazy Jedi mysticism. Uh, Aila a little bit different than than that, and uh, you know she's a tweelik. They got the headtails, whole distinct look going on. Uh, again, you you will definitely recognize her, and if you don't off the top of your head by the time you watch this episode, you will know her quite well. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about her role in this episode as we kind of get into it but before we dive into the episode proper before we can kind of start doing our our review our breakdown we have to do something the most important thing that we can do on this podcast we have to strap on our buckets let's go this is taking too long destroy that cruiser
0: but sir there are still hundreds of droids on board
1: i don't care roger roger Okay, we have a little background on Aayla Secura now. But Let's get into the episode proper. Remember, we're listening, or we're reviewing Season 1, Episode 13 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. This is Jedi Crash. Original air date was January 16th, 2009. Our plot for the episode, Anakin is is injured while rescuing Aayla Secura from super battle droids equipped with rocket packs. Ahsoka Crash lands their shuttle on the neutral planet of Maradon, where the native Lerman villagers refuse to take sides in the war. This episode is directed by Rob Coleman, and we have uh, we have a plot written by Katie Lucas, Scott Murphy, and Henry Gilroy handling the scripting duties on this episode. Our voice cast, uh, we have, again, once again, reprising her role as, as a Tano, Ashley Eckstein, Ala Sakura is voiced by Jennifer Hale. Jennifer Hale, for anyone out there who is a video game nerd, uh, you may... Know her most famously as the female Commander Shepard from the Mass Effect series. So, so Jennifer Hale gets to to bring her vocal talents to the Star Wars galaxy by being Ala Secura in this episode. And, um, interestingly enough, with a French accent. <laughs> so that's an interesting little feature that uh, the the vocal work of Ayla Secura has is a little bit of a French accent going on. Matt Lanter's back as Anakin Skywalker. Dee Bradley Baker once again as the Clone Troopers, Captain Rex, and Commander Bly. Tom Kane is the narrator and Admiral Yularen. George Coe as Teawaka, one of the Lerman, the Lerman village leader, the elder, if you will. Alec Medlock as Wang Two, which who's uh, Teawaka's son, there you go. And Matthew Droid is back as the Battle droids and the tactical Droid who is uh, leading, the, uh, leading the attack at the beginning of the episode. Uh, our Jedi Fortune Cookie for this episode, greed and fear of loss are the roots of that lead to the tree of evil. And again, attachment and, and fear of losing those attachments, uh, a, a big theme recurring throughout the series and, and for our Jedi characters. Uh, particularly, obviously, the, the the main emphasis is on, is on Anakin, but as his Padawan, uh, and a young Padawan at that, Ahsoka, and, and the way she is developing attachments, uh, and the way because of what she sees from, from her master. And uh, again, that this, this will continue to play out over the course of the series, but uh, we start to see that her bond to Master Skywalker already, to, to her master Anakin Skywalker, again, he's not a master yet. Uh, but it's very unique. Uh, it's very interesting to see how that is is, is shaping and, and taking form uh, as, as the series has progressed thus far. And, and that... Despite their the rocky beginning to their relationship, Anakin and Ahsoka are are bonded together. They're they're bonded by to one another. Um, the master apprentice bond is strong with them, and uh, this is this is the first time ah- Ahsoka's had to be challenged uh, to show that Jedi detachment to to um, uh, place her feelings aside for the betterment of the mission and of, of Anakin in in this case. And we'll talk about that as it, as it shakes out. All right, as, as we open our episode, I, I have to give credit where credit's due. This is an incredible opening action sequence. I mean, this is really, like, top-notch Star Wars combat stuff right here. Like, this, you know, Ayla's on her ship. She's under attack from the Separatists. It, it does not look good. Things are not going her way. They're launching super battle droids with rockets on them. Uh, uh, rocket packs, I should say. Not just, you know. Uh, uh, Anakin has to come in, save the day, Hopefully uh just but it's it's really just a really well done uh, a combat sequence a really great stretch of action you know there there's a little bit of dialogue here and there but it's a lot, a lot of it is just you know Anakin running chopping droids flying through the sky grabbing a battle droid it it's it's a really really well executed sequence i really really dug the way uh, this episode opens and how it just throws you into the middle of the action right away i thought that was really really well done and, and a special shout-out to uh, Kevin Kiner, who's doing the music on this episode. Uh, because it's so uh, good and intense, like, right off the bat. Like, like I said, you really feel like you're into it from, from the moment we get there. Um, oh, man, it's just, it's one of, I, again, it's just a pulse-pounding opening. And I was really, I, I, this was an episode I sort of kind of remembered. Uh, I didn't remember thinking uh, as highly of it as I did on this rewatch from the first time around, I remembered mostly the stuff in the second half of the episode. But this opening is is really great, really really strong, and and I was into it uh, from the from the moment we get there, you know. And and uh, again, a lot of stuff going on with the battle droids. We have like that, that that tactical droid who's commanding the fleet. Uh, he's very mean, as you heard from the clip. He's very mean. He doesn't care about killing other droids. <laughs> so that's always that's always kind of a fun thing to see uh, droids wanting to kill kill other droids as long as it achieves their goals. It was very interesting. Uh, we are introduced to Commander Bly in this episode as well, who is is who is Ayla's, uh clone commander of, of, of her division of jet, of clone troopers. Uh, we do see Commander Bly in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, she, he is the commander who, uh, well, when Order 66 comes through, you know, execute Order 66 when that command is issued. Bly is the one. He and his troopers are the one who do not hesitate and shoot Ala Sakira in the back about forty-seven hundred times. Um, so, so the interesting thing about that, you know, I'm assuming we've all seen the run of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and we, and we watched the most recent batch of episodes. Um, you know, this, this last, this final season that came on Disney Plus earlier, or I guess later in 2020, uh, because we saw how Order 66 affected Commander Rex and, and how he was able to fight through that with the help of Ahsoka and, and, and things of that in and, and, and that, that whole relationship that they have, that sort of bond that they have. Uh, and this is an episode, again, we, we, from the Jedi fortune cookie, you know, greed and fear of loss are the roots that lead to the tree of evil. Uh, but in one sense, I, I sort of had to wonder, because Rex and Ahsoka are so bonded with each other, by especially by the by season seven when we get to that final episode and, and the order is issued and Rex is able to uh, overcome that, <laughs> we'll just put it that I don't I don't want to give too much away, uh, but Rex is able to go through that, overcome that, get around that, work around that, whatever you want to call it, um, and we have Ala Sakura who is sort of like the embodiment of Jedi detachment, and yes, sure, her and and Bly serve together. But they clearly don't have the same kind of relationship or connection that that Ahsoka and Rex did, or even Anakin and Rex did. Uh, you know, by the by the by the tail end of the series. So, uh, li's lack of hesitation <laughs> to to put a couple rounds of blaster fire into her back. I, I, I wonder if there's something that speaks to that. You know, like perhaps if if Ayla wasn't so good at the at the Jedi art of detachment, uh, would that have changed? For her, would that have altered her fate if, if her and Bly had more of a uh, um I uh, I I don't want to say like familial relationship, but I mean you know you know beyond just general and commander beyond beyond just being uh, a you know a soldier and 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 and, a, and a, I don't want to say servant that was the word that came to mind, but I don't want to say that because it's not the right word, but you know what I mean subordinate that's a better word, you know, it just makes makes one of those things that makes you one makes you wonder if. You know, again, the Jedi's undoing was brought about by a lot of their own actions. And, you know, perhaps the detachment was was one element that the Jedi never had really considered uh, being part of their downfall. So I I thought that was an interesting aspect because, like I said, Commander Bly is the one who shoots Ayla in the back in Revenge of the Sith. But it's great to see him in the, in the Clone Wars series. And, again, that's another element of the show that I like so much is that Clones that, you know, get a, a handful of seconds of screen time in episodes, and it, but mostly in episode three, prominently featured in the, in the animated series. So, I mean, this will not be the first time we hear more names that we know from that series. We already talked about Commander Cree, who attempted to kill Yoda on Kashyyyk in Revenge of the Sith. So, uh, it, again, it's just kind of an interesting way that they, they brought, they you know, that Dave Filoni and George Lucas kind of bring it all together, bring it back to the films, have one lead into the other. Uh... All right, so uh, they're attempting to flee Ayla's ship. It's in bad shape. It's gonna go down, and Anakin gets injured while saving the others. Ayla's cruiser is destroyed, and the rescue ship that Anakin sent over to retrieve them all. Uh, and I, when I say all, I mean like Bly and Ayla it, it, The rest of the troops on the on that cruiser, I guess, are SOL, or perhaps they've already already um, already lost their lives. It's a little hard to say, but you know. Let's not consider that a, a, a quirk of the episode. Let's just let's just say that is what it is. Uh, the sh- so the ship carrying Ayla, Ahsoka, and Anakin accidentally enters hyperspace in atmosphere, no less, which I thought was interesting because hyperspace is kind of going through some some radical um, exploration right now in the High Republic series. And for a long time in the old expanded universe, uh, that was never that was something you couldn't do. You couldn't enter hyperspace in the atmosphere of a planet. We've seen. That not be the case in Rise of Skywalker, and we're seeing it in Star Wars: The Clone Wars too. Uh, it is one of those little things that I still bump up against, even though maybe it's not considered to be part of the canon anymore. I've always considered the hyperspace was something that you had to be in actual space to do because of its, because of sort of the way they've explained it as as you're 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 entering sort of a different dimension. I you know I just don't know enough about it to to, to comment on it too much. For about for a long time there was hard set rules that hyperspace you could not. Enter in the planet of the in in the atmosphere of a planet. I think it had something to do with gravity wells, specifically. But interesting to see it used here because it, again it does come up in Rise of Skywalker, and when they use it in Rise of Skywalker is one of the things that annoyed me the most right off the bat. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> we don't need to go down that 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 uh that diatribe. Uh, so they enter hyperspace without having the coordinates entered correctly. They they take off for an unknown destination, and and. Hey, it's pretty wild. It's pretty crazy. Again, and this is how we close out this wonderful action sequence that we've opened the show with. I mean, importantly, like seven, eight minutes into the show and a really great action sequence. Uh, I also like, by the way, I, I kind of want to call them AAA in this episode because you have Ayla, Ahsoka, and Anakin. This is the this is our Jedi trio. Uh, and I, I, I just want to call them AAA. They, they would be a really fun uh, uh, group in, in wrestling, you know, the AEW or the WWE, whichever one you prefer. Or both, it's okay. Or if you're old like me, you can even say WCW. That'd be fine too. They'd be a great tag team, is what I'm trying to get at. Great, great, cool. They'd go up against the NWO all the time. It'd be, it'd be phenomenal. It'd be phenomenal. So Anakin's injuries render him unconscious, and he's mostly unconscious through this episode, uh, which is a unique way to explore the attachment angle because Ahsoka wants to be by his side, wants to help him uh, see, see to it that he recovers, and 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 you know, gets back on his feet again. And that's, that's sort of the angle of exploration that we go through with with Ahsoka's attachment to Anakin. Uh, while they're on the ship, you will probably notice that Anakin is hooked up to a device, helping him breathe, regulating his breathing. You'll notice, you'll hear it, Darth Vader. You hear the Darth Vader, Darth Vader oxygen respiration noises. A little glimpse of Anakin's future right there, though he's unconscious, so he's probably not even hearing it. But maybe that's just how all, like, the oxygen respirators sound in Star Wars. I mean, everyone could sound like Darth Vader if they wanted to, right? No, that's weird. Let's not go there. Let's just say it's a hint of things to come for Anakin, all right? Uh, Ahsoka is eventually able to get the ship out of hyperspace. They avoid crashing into a star, and then they crash on the planet Moradin. Well, we're not going to crash into the star, but we're definitely going to hit that planet. All right, so I had to play that clip of of, of Ahsoka commenting uh, because the it's a pretty harrowing scene uh, getting the ship out of hyperspace because of the circumstances. We didn't talk about how much how like, it didn't just accidentally. The ship didn't just accidentally enter hyperspace. There was there was an accident. There was a malfunction of equipment. Uh, a, a, a trooper was 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 killed and and crashed into the console. Uh, so the ship's not working correctly. So it, it's rather harrowing for them to get out of hyperspace because they are about to crash into a star, which is bad news. So they do a lot of, uh, of Jedi stuff and some careful piloting. And <laughs> it's a good... Again, it kind of uh, continues that, that great action sequence from from the beginning of the of the episode uh, just to get out of hyperspace. And then that's when they crash on Moradin. Now, once they crash, they kind of get settled in. They're going to have to explore the planet. They're going to have to get help for... Help. Oh, I'm sorry. They're going to have to get help for Anakin. Uh, and we get kind of the beginning of the of the attachment angle to explore so I want to go ahead and play that scene for everybody while we're, while we're while I, while I have it queued up now uh, because it's it's good stuff it's you know this is a we didn't say it earlier but this is a two-part episode uh, and so the attachment angle plays heavily in the, in this first part and you get you, you get hints of it in the second one it's something it's not quite a fully baked concept in the episode of a fully baked theme um but it's something that Ahsoka has to be made aware of by Ayla and it's something that Ahsoka has to kind of process on her own there's no quick resolution to it but we start planting the seeds of that in in this episode in particular so let's go ahead and play that clip here we go
2: Anakin doesn't have much time we have to find help tonight Okay you and Bly go south Rex and I will stay here with Anakin No Ahsoka In order to get help quickly, we must work together. I can't leave him. Master, I know if I was hurt, he'd never leave me behind. I know this is hard, Ahsoka, but Anakin has to stay behind and we have to go now. There is nothing more we can do for him. We must do all we can to get off this planet. As a Jedi, it is your duty to do what is best for the group.
1: Alright, this is when they find out there are inhabitants on this planet. And it's time to go off and get that help that they need to get Anakin out of, out of danger. Um, in case I didn't say it, Anakin's injuries, he got blowed up. He got blowed up real good. Uh, but he did it to save the others. So, badly injured, on the planet. They're going to go off. They're going to get attacked by giant acorns from a tree. It's, it's fun. Don't worry, it plays out. The, this is right before we meet the, the, the Lerman, who are the inhabitants of the planet. Uh, Rex protects Anakin from from uh, these these predatory creatures in in the jungle, uh, not the jungle, but in the in the high grasses of Moradin. And uh, I looked it up; these are these animals, these creatures are called Mastiff Falones. Falones, Falones. It's a P-H. I could be saying it way wrong, but uh, it, 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 kind of an interesting looking creature for sure. They definitely look menacing, and they seem to be hunting in packs. Make a lot of strange sounds. A, uh, Rex is able to hold off one. But they come back later in the episode in, in greater numbers. Uh, then on their way to the to the Lerman village, Ayla and Ahsoka are also attacked by the same creatures. We reach the Lerman village, who uh, listen, let's 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 just put it on front street. They're kinda like lemurs. They look a lot like lemurs. they talk they kinda talk. They're talking lemurs, okay? That's just it is what it is. Uh, they reach the Lerman village, they find out that uh, the Lerman have no interest in eating the jedi in a cause of war and they don't want the separatists there they don't want to be part of the war at all they want to be they want to remain neutral they don't want to take sides in the conflict uh but they can't ignore the the, the village elder uh cannot cannot deny a plea for help so they send he sends the the elder sends his son who is the village healer to go and help anakin so another one of the themes that comes through in the episode is is sort of the how violence begets violence, and 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 you know the wrongness of war, basically. And and there it, 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 there's a bit of a philosophical debate between the village elder and Ala Sakira here. And I wanted to go ahead and play that clip as well because uh, I I sort of like this the it's not a debate necessarily, but I like Lerman's sort of philosophy on on this situation. And it gets a little bit more fully developed in 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 part two uh, which will be our next our show next time um, but I, I like the episodes where you know we're seeing these people the normal everyday citizens of the galaxy basically and and how they're just trying to go about living their lives without the war ruining their lives so uh, it's, it's an interesting perspective to see like they're on this planet it, it makes it in in part 2 they make it sound like this is not their native planet that there's some kind of a like colony uh, if you will so it seems like they've maybe have gone out of their way to avoid the war perhaps the war already came to their home planet they don't really allude to that very often or very much and I, so i'm a little curious where some of this some of this information comes from it's the only thing that makes it a little bit of sense because it, they're very low tech here in the in the Lerman village they're living in these giant acorns they've re- repurposed these giant acorns into in housing units and they they live off the land. It doesn't seem like they have a lot of uh high technology going on. They just seems they they seem to again to live off the land and to prosper from the land itself. It doesn't seem like they have a lot of tech, not a lot of uh, communication devices. Uh none of that. So they probably don't have the holonet. They wouldn't know in theory they wouldn't know much about the war at all. So my 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 suspicion is that they are a group of Lermans who left their planet either because it it was something happened with the war there or they're just attempting to avoid it all altogether. like this is a, a small tribe of lerman who in order to avoid the ravages of the war have gone someplace remote and desolate and, and, and isolated uh, so that the war can't come to them yet here come these jedi strolling into their village uh, looking looking for help so uh, again i sort of like this this every perspective of a galactic civil war that um is more about politics than, than it is about the people. Um, and again, that's a theme that will continue to get explored more, especially I think in Season 2 or Season 3 when we start meeting uh, other characters. I don't want to say too much in case people are watching this for the first time with us on the podcast, but we meet some other characters who, who will show us that point of view and a, a radically different approach to it than we're getting with, uh, with the, the Lerman here. But let's go ahead and play this scene where the village elder comes out to meet Ayla and Ahsoka, and, and Commander Bly.
0: What have you come here for?
2: We are peacekeepers. We are Jedi from the Galactic Republic. Our ship clashed a few miles away, and one of us is very badly injured. We need your help.
0: Violence breeds violence. Jedi are no peacekeepers. We're fighting for freedom. And freedom and peace require fear and death? We colonized this system to find solace from your wretched war. We came here to find peace. (laughs) There it is. You must leave. You will only destroy what small amount of peace is left in the galaxy. You will only bring the destruction of us. Regardless of the Clone Wars and our part in them, we still need your help. I'm afraid I must do what's best for my people. We cannot help you please
2: can you at least give us some medical supplies my friend is dying
0: i cannot ignore a plea for help i will send my son wag two to help your friend he is a healer but only one jedi may go with him the other must stay as insurance We wouldn't want a surprise attack on our village... ...or the kidnapping of our only healer. Bly
2: and I will stay. Padawan, go and help your master.
0: No! The clone and his blaster cannot stay. He will go with the youngling.
2: I can handle it. I don't need help. Asuka! Don't worry! Be mindful
0: of your surroundings,
2: Padawan.
1: Okay, there we go. i let that run a little bit long. But okay, they, they answered my own questions right there. I guess I, sometimes when I'm taking notes of the episode, I, I might miss a, a piece of dialogue. And yes, they have come this, to this planet to avoid the war. So they are aware of the war. They are aware of the Jedi, of the Separatists. But they're trying to be avoid it. They don't, they don't want to be a part of it. Um, why did why do did the Lormans sound Irish? I don't know. It's Star Wars. They love other people's accents. So you get an Irish accent and a French accent talking to each other in this one. And uh, you know, again, I, I sort of like the this philosophical, philosoph- philosophical debate. Jesus, Louise, almost couldn't couldn't say my words there. I have one more piece of dialogue I want to play from the episode, uh, because it's it's Ayla attempting to, uh, talk to the village elder about about the Jedi's role and and why he uh, he shouldn't see them as villains, in 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 the in the in the wars here. So let's go ahead and play this like little section of clip two. I, I did like this quite a bit.
0: It will restore your energy. Thank you. I am sure
2: you are aware that the Jedi did not initiate the Clone Wars. Our only intention is to end it and restore peace to our galaxy.
0: What difference does it make who started the war and who only wants to end it? No side is free of fault. It takes two to fight. But isn't liberty worth fighting for? But is it worth killing for? Fighting for something doesn't necessarily mean you have to destroy everything in your path. Only when you lay your arms down and pursue a course of non-violence can you make this claim to me that the Jedi are peacekeepers.
1: And this is something that gets tested uh, to the letter in the next episode. And we'll have to explore that 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 debate uh, a little bit more, more fully uh, because there is... a I don't want to say it's a contradiction, but the, 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 the philosophical battle uh, comes to a head, and there's that, well, there's one side and the other side, and uh, in the middle, of the two do not really meet. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to talk about that. Uh, meanwhile, Anakin is still unconscious with Rex. They, ha- they have staved off the attacks of, of the massive felones overnight. Uh, Ahsoka and Wag2 are racing back to the camp with Commander Bly. They are also being attacked, but uh, hey, that's what happens. You got these dangerous predators in the in this high grass, and uh, yeah, they attack. And uh, by the way, Wag two rolls, which I thought was an interesting uh, way of him getting around quickly because these these uh lerm uh, lermans are rather small, but it's interesting that they have a sort of rolling way of of getting around town. And they arrive back at the camp just in time to to help. Uh, Fend off a, a, a wave of, of mastiffs from Anakin and Rex there's like like three or four of them and and Wagto does a part plays a big part in in uh, defending protecting and it, but it's sort of a it's interesting you have to watch the way Wagto sort of does his thing it's all very um I don't want to say like nonviolent but it's not a, aggressive it's not blaster based or, or you know he's not grabbing lightsabers uh, Wagto's like using ropes and he's like securing. The creatures, so there's sort of a, um, again, it's a bit of that that sort of pacifist belief, in that, yeah, we're gonna make sure these creatures don't kill you, but we're not gonna kill these creatures because like there's no there's no purpose in that, so uh, yeah, and once Watto gets there, he's gonna render aid to Anakin, he's gonna help Anakin get better, so that by the next episode, we can, uh, you know, get in, get into some more Star Warsian and stuff. Uh, <laughs> If that makes any sense at all, I do want to play the last little bit of the episode for you here, uh, between Ahsoka and Ayla Sakura, uh, right before we we, we we close it out. I should also mention that it's at this point too that uh they have moved Anakin to the Lerman Village, so everyone is now within the in the folds of the village, despite the fact that the clones couldn't stay there before with their blasters, but I guess it's okay now, and probably because they're they're rendering aid to uh, Anakin at this point. At least that's my, my, my assumption based on that. Uh, so I want to, I want to go ahead and play this last clip of, between Ahsoka and Ayla. I thought this was a good one. We're kind of going back to exploring, uh, Ahsoka's attachment to Anakin. And, uh, this is where, this is where it's going to kind of leave us. It's not like a cliffhanger necessarily, but our, our heroes are still stranded on Morden. And, uh, they have no way of communicating, no way of, uh, signaling for help. Uh, no signs that there's any other life on the planet with the starship. So they're going to be in a bit of a pickle when we pick things up in the next episode. But let's go ahead and play this final clip.
2: You were right all along, Master Sakura. About what? If I'd stayed with Anakin, we probably wouldn't have found this village in time to save him. At least this whole ordeal is over now. We still have to find the way off this planet. Well, I'm sure Admiral Yularen and the Republic fleet are looking for us. It shouldn't take them too long to get here.
1: All right, that's that's where we close this one out at, folks. So, uh, a, a solid enough episode. I really, Again, I really uh, love the beginning of the episode. The opening action sequences are pretty top-notch. Uh, the this, this story becomes a little bit more uh, low-key in the second half. As, uh, once we've crashed into Moradin, and, and uh, you know our, our biggest threat is the predators that are that are attacking our heroes and obviously Anakin's uh, injuries um, I like the beginning of the exploration of, of this sort of philosophical debate between the about the nature of war and uh, you know the right and wrongness on on both sides um, and then the role of, of the sort of pacifists who don't want to be involved, the, the ones who want to stay neutral, stay out of the conflict because of their ideologies about, about warfare and fighting in general. Uh, it's interesting. I don't, I don't know if they uh, explore it to its fullest because, I mean, this is Star Wars. It is an animated series. Uh, it's not going to be rife with philosophical debate. But I like that they're bringing these issues and that they, they are exploring these issues to to a certain degree. Like I said, when we get into part two, uh, the two the two sides come to will uh, well those those divides are still there, but the, the, some will be forced to make decisions that they don't want to make. But are they the right decisions or are they the wrong decisions? Again, that'll be something we explore in the next episode of Vision. I want to thank you all so much for listening. This has been our review of season one, episode thirteen, Jedi Crash, and uh, I rate this episode. I give this a, a solid seven and a half. I um, mean, mostly on the, on the strength of of that opening action sequence, but I enjoy I enjoy episodes that force Jedi to confront uh, faults in in their ideology, in their philosophy, or or um, maybe not even faults, but just like different different perceptions of, of 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 their actions and of their beliefs. And it's I think that's always interesting. And you know, there's one thing that we're we're learning we've learned from the Jedi is that maybe they're on the side of right, but it doesn't mean that they're doing the right thing all the time. And and sort of following their creed and there their, are their no attachments. And, you know, these are all interesting things to explore within the Jedi uh, uh, philosophy. And, you know, maybe, maybe at some point we'll do episodes dedicated to certain avenues of that philosophy because it is interesting. And they, they do talk about it sometimes, you know, particularly about attachment, how you, and Anakin talks about it rather clumsily in, 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 uh, in Attack of the Clones when he's talking to Padme. I, I'm not going to regurgitate those lines because um, I, I feel like clumsy is a generous way of, of describing some of that dialogue. But it, it, it's not to be. that's not because he didn't have a point. <laughs> it's not because he didn't have a point. So that's going to be fun to explore. I like that, you know, again, the Jedi are our heroes. But it doesn't—it doesn't mean that they do everything correctly. And if you've taken the time and you've started reading the 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 high uh, the high Republic series, uh, you you see that as well with those Jedi characters too. You know, they 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 have mastery of the Force, but they don't know always understand the Force, and that's that's interesting too. And uh, the High Republic series—I've only read one book so far. There's not that much out right now, but they seem to ex- explore some of the um, stranger concepts and some of the Jedi who rebuff some of those concepts and and how. Uh, the Jedi of that era were a little bit different than the Jedi that we know during the Clone Wars era. Um, again, we'll we'll talk about more more fully about those things down the road. Uh, but I think that's why this episode gets a seven seven and a half for me. again, the the philosophical debates a little half baked. and we get a little bit more from it for next week. Or, or, I'm sorry, in the next episode, but uh, I, I still like that the issues are being raised, that the that they're aware that, that these things need to be t- talked about and discussed and, and explored. And again, we have seven seasons. We're going to get to talk about some of these themes more and more. And uh, with a little bit more refinement, further into the series. Again, this is season one. Uh, it's not a, a finely tuned. It's not quite the finely tuned machine that we know it to be uh, by season six and seven, and you know, in, the, in later seasons of the show. Uh, season one is still very much about getting its feet under it. And um, Again, they're but they're doing enough right st- stuff correctly. They're doing enough stuff correctly that we should all should be optimistic and enthusiastic about what's to come. Uh, I've been enjoying this rewatch. It's been a little bit more illuminating than I thought it would be because uh, I don't. I, I'm enjoying rewatching some of these episodes a lot more than I thought I would. My memories of them were a little bit lower. I had a, a little bit lower of opinion of them the first time around, but again, perhaps because I, I've seen the entire tapestry. Uh, I, I know what to expect and, and how much to enjoy it. So, all right, let's let's wrap it up. I want to thank you all so much for listening. It's my absolute pleasure, my absolute delight to produce and create these these podcasts for you to listen to. I hope you're having as much fun with them as I am, and and uh, yeah, they're never gonna stop. You will never, ever, ever, get rid of me. <laughs> my name is Tom. This is the Men Division podcast. Uh, remember we are on all your favorite podcasting platforms Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio Google Play, Pandora Amazon Music, Audible so many so so many if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you can spare the time to give us a 5-star review that would be insanely helpful and you would have my eternal eternal gratitude Um, that's it, we'll be back next week remember there's only one way to close out this podcast and this is the way this is the way This is the way. This is the way.